Remember exam season, that time of the year when neither the student was looking forward to attending an exam nor the teacher was looking forward to doing all those evaluations. Well, there's a corporate version of the examination and that's called the performance review. Performance review system has been the backbone of aligning workforce to the shared objectives of the company. Why does this process evoke such mixed feelings? Is it something that has sort of stayed stuck in time? Has it evolved? Is it ready for modern times? Let's close the loop on this. Joining me today uh, on Close the Loop is uh, Manmeet Sandhu, the Chief People Officer of PhonePay. Manmeet, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah. So do you like performance reviews, Manmeet? Do you look forward to performance review season? Well, I do not. Yes, I'm part of that vast majority of people who do not yeah. enjoy them. And I will say that I have had an interesting life where I've never actually had to work very hard towards a performance review. You've always so, been ACES. Uh, well, it's never been a big part of my life for whatever okay. reason. <laughs> Except to kind of run the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what makes it like, uh, you know, of course, you've been in the industry for such a long time and you've probably seen many versions of this process. Every company has a slightly different version of pretty much the same process. What makes it so difficult for an employee to even look forward to or even a manager to look forward to? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's like you said, it's you're being evaluated. Um, and the interesting thing is that um, as an employee, I'm being evaluated. Uh, but as a manager, I also have to get prepared for a difficult conversation because regardless of how much effort I put into it, nobody's going to be happy. So it, it is a stressful time for everybody. And uh, you just made me think about how come at personal level, I have never uh, never felt this stress. Yeah. And I realize that, yes, it's not always, but for the vast majority of my life, I have had a relationship with my manager where I have had a high degree of trust. Right. So I sort of felt that they are looking out for me. So maybe I don't need to... It doesn't need to be such a big thing. There was a company, there was a time where I actually didn't even bother filling. So you felt safe in that conversation? I you felt safe. I didn't even bother filling in the performance document. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, she knows what I've done. It's going ah, to be right. fine. And did that work out well for It you? did actually. Okay. You had the same manager for a long time? That particular manager I had for a year, but it was probably one of the nicest time that I had in that particular organization. The other part of it was also uh, this other manager, while uh, while again she used to put in a fair amount of effort, she used to put in a really nice document which mm. used to make me feel like, oh, I'm such an amazing person. Right. I got a 5% hike, who cares, I'm such an amazing person. <laughs> so I think there are some of those things yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, go into it, that the extent to which um, the person do having the conversation with you uh, is able to make you feel safe. And and right. the extent to which uh, you trust that individual to do the right thing for you. But when you imagine this kind of a, a review process across hundreds, thousands, lakhs of employees, uh, ultimately it's sort of, it's been distilled down to this, I feel a very strict protocol to say that, you know, uh, this is what you will be graded on. And therefore, ultimately, this is what you get at the end of the day. Do you think that that's, uh, is there a way out of that? Like, do you feel like companies have to do that? Uh, and, and does that impact the actual quality of the review? It's, I mean, a review is supposed to be like, it's not only telling you what you've done well or where you can improve, but it's supposed to ultimately help you get better. That part somehow is just missed out completely. Yeah, and it is, uh, I mean, a lot of these systems are designed uh, for a factory environment. Right. Where I could, uh, I was being measured very precisely on how many widgets did I produce, right. how much over that limit did I go, and therefore how much money should I be earning. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think as a roles 
things that people are supposed to do on the jobs got more complex we kind of stuck with that old model um but i think there is also the very real um element of uh the company being there to be able to generate profit right. and for it to be able to generate profit it needs to be able to manage its costs mm-hmm. and uh employee costs payroll costs yeah, are the a payroll large cost, part of what which is a very big part of any company right so then if uh, i have to think through how do i make sure that money is going to the people who are creating the most value then i have to have some sort of a bell curve some sort of a ranking mechanism and therefore every employee has to fit into a slot so they have to yeah, yeah. so i mean even if like at the very minimum i need to identify who my best people are who are the ones who are not really pulling their weight mm-hmm. uh, and then there's everybody else in the do you think that system is relevant today in in modern times so i think yeah that's the that's kind of that element of talking about um, in the industrial system you still were working with a with a scarcity mindset that there are only so many resources those can only translate into so many widgets yeah, and yeah, therefore yeah. there is so much that i can capture right. but if i look at it from a growth uh, in fact a growth uh, environment perspective yeah. where my resources are not are possibly infinite correct if my resources are technology and mm-hmm. it's only it can go as far as the human mind can take it yeah. then there is no limit mm-hmm. to the growth and therefore maybe i don't have to put in a constraint in terms of um, measuring people like this right. so i probably still need to do something in terms of identifying the ones who are really mm-hmm. outstanding uh, but if the more i can get into a mode of saying hey you're safe your job is safe you're creating value and um, mm. um let's just have a conversation about how you can do more how can you be a better and fuller version right, of yourself right right um you're getting what you need to get so you're not worried about how you're going to pay your bills and how you're going Correct. to build your house and all of those things yeah. that much is happening uh but now it's about how do you become uh, better a better person, a better employee a better, better employee better. but i think somewhere the the angle with which both manager and employee are approaching a review huh? like an employee always approaches it with uh what am i going to get and a manager is like what am i going to give so do you think that that's where the the root cause of the friction lies so even if you assume all these other constraints that need to be there can this core conversation evolve uh, into something new so the uh, that's i guess the i mean i think and uh, i feel really bad for the middle managers because they are the ones kind of stuck they don't have a lot of authority in terms of what the budgets are going to be and what the system is going to be and yet they are the ones who are going to be having to manage the emotional labor of talking to yeah, uh, yeah. i like that phrase emotional labor yeah, yeah so you're sitting over there having to have i don't know 20 of these conversations and uh, every person is going to come in and say why not more yeah and so you get into that mental mode of saying i have to tell this person how incompetent they are so whatever i end up giving they're happy with so instead of then creating an environment which is positive which is oh let's all get together and do more yeah. it's an environment of you're all crap and you yeah. do all do terrible so you set up a baseline there to yeah. say and if i'm giving you anything at all then that's it's like i'm generosity. doing a favor yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think one of the things that performance review systems have tried to achieve is that they've tried to remove the subjectivity but they failed to do that because ultimately it is a subjective conversation so do you think like the world of i mean the the system of okrs now okrs have been around for another about two decades now uh, and almost every other company kind of at least in the tech space uses okrs do you think okrs have done their job in making performance reviews more objective or have they made it a bit more complex i think they've just complexified okay because like you said i mean this is something that 
again, one of my managers had said a really long time ago, which is that you're, you have to understand that the process is, like you said, inherently subjective. The more you accept that, uh, the more you'll be able to work within its limitations. Uh, the more you try to get down to the minutest level of specificity, uh, the harder will it be for you to drive strong performance in the organization. Right. It's not really objective at the end of the day. It's still extremely, extremely subjective. So it brings me to the other part of subjectivity. Now that we've established subjectivity is core of performance review, context is king, as they say. So there is a context that every employee has to what they do. There's obviously a functional skill and there is a goal. Uh, Let's say it's decided by the OKR system or some other system, but every employee kind of operates in their own bubble of context, which Mm -hmm. is their personal context. It could be their context within the organization and someone else may have, you know, thrived despite all of this. So how do you bake in context uh, into yeah. a performance review system? Yeah, and I think there is there is there are two elements. I think one is context, and one is um, I don't know inherent potential. Maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's the wrong word, but it's what you said that two people in exactly the same circumstances, yeah. one of them is doing a lot more, mm-hmm. not because they were given anything more, but they mm-hmm. maybe more resilient, maybe yeah. maybe more willing to take risks, maybe mm-hmm. more willing to try out new things. So I think there is that element of this, mm-hmm. uh, and because why I'm calling that out is because it's very closely connected to context because context very frequently is what you're also able to mm. absorb. Absorb, yeah. One, but to your point, there is also the personal context of the individual. Correct, correct. Um, I have somebody who's not well in the family. Yeah. I have uh, uh, mental health mental issues. Health issues yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get punished for it because correct. I understand, because I understand the, the context that you, you are operating. Right. Uh, and I think it calls it both ways. Like so, so the personal context ensures that you don't get penalized mm. um, and the potential context mm-hmm. uh, and what you do with it mm-hmm. uh, translates into that uh, higher bar of performance. And I think there what companies can definitely do is do more about defining what that looks like. Right. Uh, the archetype, the profile, yes. um, the role modeling of what that behavior really looks like right. uh, can I think uh, help. So you worked for um, very large organizations like, like Amazon and uh, you're now working for this very fast-paced growth, uh, fast growth company called PhonePay. Uh, so performance review, uh, does it have a place in fast growth companies? Because like we are a startup as well. So we talk about building the plane as we fly it and things like that, which are all the startup uh, credos, right? So where does performance review really come? Does it even exist? So the way we thought about it was that, uh, you know, there was a time that there were like 30 people. Uh, at that point in time, it was saying, these are the founders. Um, they are talking to you every day. They are telling you what they're trying to build. You're working with them to build it. And if it's not going, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you get very quick feedback. Mm-hmm. Again, partly because of who you're working with and all of that, there is also a sense of, yes, I'm actually moving in the right direction. This is inspirational. Mm-hmm. This is engaging. Um, I am creating something that's going to yeah. uh, change the world. And I'm working with people who, I mean, I'm working with them only because I find them inspirational. Right. Otherwise, I would be yeah. working for Microsoft and earning yes. a lot of money. In that 20 people, 30 people, 50 people environment, you don't need anything at all. Correct. But now we've kind of reached that stage where I think we've we've realized, I mean, some of the things we have to do, they will. it'll take a year for mm. this that thing to build out. Mm-hmm. It might take two years for that thing right. to build out. Uh, so in that period, I do, and then we are now some 5,000 odd people. Right. So uh, they're going to be 
people through the organization who are going to communicate communicate to you yeah. in terms of whether what you're yeah. doing is good or not um, and i will not have results until mm. much later so in that sense you go back to working on the inputs mm-hmm. working on how much of the way you've operated has been in line with what the organization is mm-hmm. and how, what is the quality of the work that you do so if you're supposed to be working in project planning what is the quality of tools uh, capabilities systems right. etc that you're using and how effectively are you able to use them whether it's translating into a successful project or not maybe right. i'll know much later but i can at least measure you on whether you are following what the requirements of the job are and mm-hmm. the extent to which you're doing it true so loop uh, works in the space of corporate healthcare insurance and healthcare and one thing that we find with most companies today is there's a greater emphasis on employee health especially mental health it's become a very it's almost norm it's it's become normalized no talk about mental health so how do you find health playing a role in a performance review uh, system like is it a dimension uh, is an employee's mental health or physical health a dimension that can be discussed or even I wouldn't use the word measured but at least track to say that you know I may have a high performing employee but if I find that the person is stressed or ruining their health how do I bake that into the conversation that I have I think it's still a uh, fraught mm-hmm. uh, what I find is that there are probably about I don't know 5% of people who are happy to talk about mm-hmm. it and in th- those cases it's easy because then you right. say okay you have not been uh mentally uh, at the top of your form you might have had a physical problem whatever but i know there was a problem and then we can factor that in i think the bigger challenge for us is that uh most people are still not comfortable talking about it mm-hmm. uh they would still in fact i think just the level of self awareness is not there yeah. that i might in fact have a problem and if i yes. could get help i would get they better they may not be aware themselves and that i think is our our mm-hmm. bigger problem and then they you also get into difficult territory mm-hmm. like you do things to to make some of these services available to people right. but how do you get them to use them without uh, you know interfering in their personal mm-hmm. lives and their personal spaces yeah so one thing we always do on close the loop is we allow our guest to close the loop finally on the topic being discussed so what do you think like for our audience watching an ideal performance review system for 2023 for the times that we live in i think the ideal one is continuous and the ideal one somehow is able to connect the development the evolution of the person from the compensation element of it mm-hmm. uh the moment we are able to do it i think we will get to a place where they most of the stress from the entire system sort of goes away that's great so we look forward to that future hopefully it's in our immediate future thank you so much for being on close thank you so much shri great being here